0: tennis is underway, volleyball is serving up a big week, we'll chat with the head lady cat herself, and the wampus cat football team kicks off in Fayetteville, and we will get you ready for it. I'm Levi Gilbert, and this is Six Legs. Welcome to Six Legs, I'm Levi Gilbert, and this is your podcast home for all things wampus cat and lady cat athletics. This show is fan-supported on Patreon, so if you like what you hear today, drop on over to patreon.com slash sixlegs and help support the show directly to keep it trucking along. And I'm joined today by my inevitable co-host, one of the voices of the Wampus Cats, the venerable Tim Roach. Tim, how are
1: you? Uh, I'm venerable, uh, obviously, and so very, (laughs) uh, very excited to be here. Good to see you, Levi. Can't wait to get started in this season.
0: You know, I just figured we don't see each other enough. You know, <laughs> we should just have a whole other, uh, a whole other time set aside for us to chat.
1: Let's just record all of our, com- our phone conversations and, and see how that all plays out.
0: No lie. Th- this is exactly the thought I had was we're already having these conversations. Why not record them?
1: Yeah, I hear you now. It's, it's always good to, uh, it's always good to see you though. Um, we've got a lot of good stuff going on. And uh, as you know, uh, I am uh, very much a fan of talking all things wampus and all things cats. So this is a great conversation. I'm glad <laughs> I'm glad to be here.
0: Uh, well, I'm glad you're here. Uh, we're going to start with last week's headlines, and we begin today with your football wampus cats, who went on the road Tuesday to face Moralton, and what has become a scrimmage tradition over the last few years. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and it. You know, it's it's been what's really been really cool about it is that being in a long time, uh, well, forever. Conway, I was born here, so Conway Morrilton was it growing up. My dad, when my dad was in high school, Conway Morrilton was it. I mean, that was the entire. Both towns showed up. They surrounded the track, and you didn't get to leave until it was over with. And uh, so, what's been surprising though is that. Up until this past week, and I don't think it was really, you know, all all chippy this past this past week, but they've been chippy, and it's been intense. I mean, it's been scrimmage, but they they played pretty hard for scrimmage. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, hey, the Wampus Cat offense put up 20 points in a quarter, and mostly in second quarter, the defense put uh, pitched a shutout, had four turnovers in a shortened, shortened scrimmage. So it was already supposed to just be one half, but a storm uh, ended things early. And you wisely got the two of us out of there before it's, it came a downpour.
1: Yeah, the uh, the guy behind us as we were leaving said, if the guy with the radar on his phone is leaving, maybe we should all leave. Um, but, bef- but before we left, though, some really good things I thought, Levi, um, you know, second-year Coach Kelly, um, a lot of changes, you know, you're now you're down Ben Weiss, uh, who was really arguably the most prolific passer in the state last year. And Bryce Bohannon also, I can, I think the best receiver in the state last year as well. So those, those folks are gone. Jaden Williams is gone. And so there's a lot, there was a lot of gaps to fill. The young defense had to grow up again and, uh, so saw some good things, saw some really good things, and and I, I know they had a lot to, to work on after it. Um, so, I'm hopeful from what I saw. I think I think things are going to be okay.
0: Yeah, and we're going to dive into all things football in the next segment of the show. So just just hold on for that. Hey,
1: but, okay.
0: <laughs> let's move to tennis. The Lady Cats scrimmaged against Cersei and Mountain Home last Tuesday, splitting six matches against the two squads. And then on Thursday, Varsity Lady Cats went 4-for-4 four four against Valonia, and JV won two out of three. The Lady Cats are coached by LaShanta Johnson and started training in mid-July, and they'll be back in action Monday, and then we will travel to Van Buren on Thursday. Moving to the boys' tennis team, the Wampus Cats also faced the same schedule last week. You're going to probably see that every single week, right? Cersei and Mountain Home in a tri-match last Tuesday. And if you don't know what a tri-match is, Big thanks to Coach James Bates for explaining it to me. It means they played three singles matches and three doubles matches. So, new vocabulary word for you sports fans out there. Uh, The Wampus Cats won all three singles matches against Mountain Home and went one and two in doubles. The Cats swept all three singles matches against Cersei, but were unable to play the doubles matches due to darkness because I guess there's no lights at the Cersei courts, so... Important thing to know. Uh, Thursday, they played host to Valonia. The Wampus Cats won three of four singles matches and split two uh, two and two in doubles. And senior John Michael Maynard and sophomore Trey Lemieux are both 3-0 and on the year. Senior Cooper Teague and junior Tanner New are 2-0. and And senior Brody Wilson, junior Denver Norman, and sophomore Padre Easley, am I saying that right? Maybe, I hope, are 2-1. and one. And Wampus Cat tennis team will be back in action Monday. We'll travel to Van Buren on Thursday for another try match with the Pointers and Rogers Heritage. Now to Lady Cat volleyball, the Lady Cats hosted a jamboree scrimmage with Valonia, Greenbrier, and Cabot last Thursday. And uh, you know, it, it, you, I think you mentioned this to me. Two different courts going on, so a, a lot of a lot of stuff happening.
1: Yeah, there was, and and they brought their fans for this thing. I mean. Last year was such a weird year for volleyball for all the sports. And so you finally, you know, getting in a high school environment, everybody get together. You got four teams to, to play it out, two courts going at the same time. It's a lot like travel volleyball. And so everybody that was there was used to that kind of format for, for just some, you know, knocking the ball around. And uh, according to coach Crow, it was, it was a well uh, turned out event.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Lady Cats travel to Russellville Tuesday, take on the Lady Cyclones and then play host to Benton on Thursday. So your first chance. Well, I mean, if you went to the Jamboree, then you've already seen them at home. But the next real chance for them at home is Thursday against Benton. And then they're going to be hitting the road and playing in the Bentonville tournament this weekend. And I imagine I got to imagine there's going to be a lot of competition going on in that tournament.
1: Uh, Northwest Arkansas is, uh, anything that goes on volleyball-wise up in Northwest Arkansas is going to be intense. you got Fayetteville, Bentonville, uh, the teams that travel from the Central to go up there. It's a big event, and for volleyball, you kind of figure out real early on here where the power of volleyball is, and it trades places. Is it Northwest Arkansas this year, or is it Central Arkansas? I got my money on Central Arkansas.
0: Yeah, I bet you do. And hey, we'll chat with head coach Laura Crowe a little bit later in the show, so can't wait for that. And we close the headlines with the inaugural Basketball Skills Clinic being hosted by, get this, Jordan Danbury and Alexis Tolfrey on August 29th in the Conway High Old Gym. It's for all girls ages 12 and up, $50 per camper. You can find out more at thegymsports.org. That's gym as in uh, G-E-M, so the gym sports dot org now listen i don't have a I don't have a daughter of playing age uh for this kind of thing, but man, if I did, could you imagine
1: <laughs> Jordan Denbury and Alexis Tolfrey? are you kidding me?
0: This is insane i I mean I kind of want to sign up
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, uh, you know what hopefully hopefully somebody will suggest to them how about a game of twenty one just between the two of you and just see what happens
0: Oh gosh. Man, it's gonna be it's gonna be so amazing. Wow, I can't I can't wait. All right, we move now to this week's topic of the show, and it shouldn't be much of a surprise. I mean, Tim, it's it's finally here. The 2021 football season is upon us, and we're gonna dive deep into this. We're gonna look ahead to Fayetteville this Friday. Of course, you'll be able to watch all of that with Tim and myself. Friday starting at 630 on Conway Corp channels 5 and 585 and on YouTube as well. And, and Tim, before we look at Fayetteville and dive into all that, just how how you feeling? What's, what's the overall state of Tim as we enter this, this second, uh, you already mentioned it a little earlier, this second season with Mark Kelly at the helm of, of the offense and all this talent you, you have coming back?
1: Felt good until I started naming off all the people that were going to be gone,
0: right?
1: Uh, and so, and then I started feeling a little bit more depressed about it. But it's the it's the way things are. We had, you know, to I think to to look forward, you got to look back just for a little bit. And so, how I'm feeling is based upon how things went last year. And I I thought uh, with so many unknowns, you know, you had a couple of things you knew. You kn- you knew the Bryce Bohannon was going to be good. You knew Jaden Williams was going to be good. But you really, really, other than that, you really didn't know a whole heck of a lot and you had a new mm-hmm. offensive coordinator. So I I do feel, I will tell you, I feel like we're going to be, I know the expectations are high, so it's hard to say we're going to be better than what people think we are. But I think like everybody else, they're going to look at us and go, they lost so much, you know, so many skilled players, but guess what? Based upon what I've seen in practice and what, conversations I've had with coaches were stacked skill players wise. I don't know that we've had this many skilled players in one team uh, in a long while. So I'm, I'm super excited about what, what the season holds.
0: Well, let's go ahead and start on the offensive side because that's where we know a lot, but we also have some big question marks happening right here at the start as you know, let's just talk about what coach Kelly was able to do the, the first year with a first-time starting at the varsity level quarterback. Oh yeah, what did he do? Ben Wees uh, over 3,500 yards, uh, over 40 touchdowns passing the the number one uh, passer in the state of Arkansas on his first try. And now, Coach Kelly's had a full offseason. He's had more opportunity to to install his his offense and get it more ingrained with this crew. You had a junior in the in the in the waiting room ready to step up in, in Sam Greg and then unfortunately as we found out this past week he uh we went to the scrimmage he wasn't dressed out and we've since found out that he is not going to be starting at quarterback to to start the season at least as he's out with an injury to his hand so now you're turning to sophomores with one uh who got all the snaps, uh, Tuesday at the scrimmage, uh, Donovan Omolo.
1: Yeah. But here's the thing, Levi. And so, yes, I will step back and say, I thought coach Kelly magically, uh, worked with, um, with Ben Weissman, Ben is a super athlete and uh, we mm-hmm. you could see all that all year long, but he did wonders with just one prep one spring actually didn't get a lot of spring, but summer. <laughs> Right. And then right into the fall, right, and there was a question as to who was going to be even starting uh, as at quarterback up until the first game, and they kind of laid it out, and then from there it was, you know, it was obvious. So here's the thing though about about Sam, it's going to be an absolute miss that he's not there. He was yeah. the heir apparent. He was going to be the guy, right? And, and but but he plays baseball. He's second baseman for the Wampuscat baseball team, and he's a really good second baseman. So they played. All of spring, most of spring, almost all of spring was baseball for Sam Gregg and the way baseball is it's full all on. I mean, it's, you don't get, okay, we're going to go practice baseball and you play your game, but then you're going to come over and do football. That didn't happen like that. So all spring, they brought over the ninth graders into play. And so uh, Donovan Amolo, David Paglianiti, both got significant time as freshmen moving up into the high school level. And so then, then Sam came in right at the very end. So they got some extra time in. And so, yeah, the problem is it's sophomores, right. And you're playing against the best athletes in the state at this level. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they got their hands full.
0: And, and I want to, I want to say this because it's it's so important uh, and, and I want, you know, I, I know Sam Greg knows this already, but, just from two outsiders, right? We, t- we got to sit down for a-, a good amount of time with coach Fimple and with coach Kelly a few weeks ago. And both of them were so high on Sam Greg. I mean, they were so excited about him. So it is a huge, it is a huge loss. Um, but Mark Kelly was also really excited about Donovan and, you know, he was even talking about, you know, I, we want to find ways to get him involved, you know, where we can. Well, (laughs) now he's, (laughs) he's definitely going to be involved And you know what? I, we got to see him some at meet the cats. Right. And then obviously we got to see a lot of him in the shortened scrimmage at Moralton. And I, I feel like obviously they're going to have to rely on the run game and establish that early in these first three uh, non-conference games. But He's a lefty, so that that gives him a slightly different look. That we've—I I don't know—the last time that Conway had a, a left-handed quarterback, um, but he he's got wheels on him too, and he's he's big. He's a tall kid. I I think the what we saw from the scrimmage—they did a lot of. Well, I mean, it's it's the Conway offense, right? There's a lot of quick decisions. You know, you're not you're not just dropping back forever. Uh, there are those those sets, right? But but it's a lot of quick passes. And I think that can only help a sophomore quarterback help gain some confidence, especially if we can get that running game going and give him, you know, give him a breather.
1: Yeah, I agree. I totally agree. And, but the good news is if you're going to try to depend upon, um, or at least get the running game going to be able to loosen up what it is normally, it's the opposite, right? What we saw last year was, you know you're going to throw the ball, and that's going to loosen up the run, and then you're going to pop the big runs. We saw that with Jamal Bethune. You saw it with Boogie Carr, and so, uh, and with Manny Smith. I mean, it was on and on and on. So, what you saw last year is the setup is now switched. And here's the thing: you need a good offensive line, and you need um, a, a an offensive coordinator who knows how to mix it up and mix it in there. We've got both of those. We have a really good, solid offensive line. I knew you talked to Coach Fimple, and, um, you know, he's very excited about what he sees in the offensive line. Um, and the other thing is, is that in the scrimmage, what you saw was those dump passes that we've seen out of Sam, out of, out of, uh, uh, Ben Weiss last year. But they, but they have to, to do that, you really have to be worried about the run. You've got Boogie Carr, Manny Smith, um, You have a Lala Smith, which is Manny's Mm -hmm. brother. It's going to be there. We have a transfer in from Texas who showed some real pop in the scrimmage. Um, And so I think if you, and this is a long-winded answer, and I apologize for that, but I'm very excited about this part of it. You hit upon the one piece that I was really excited about is that coach Kelly said this, and I thought this was interesting. You know, we, the first quarter of the Fayetteville game last year, the first game, we were down 14 to nothing start the ball game mm-hmm. everybody and I was thinking well Fayetteville's there they came in number two in the state it's you know we were brand new uh Ben Weiss you know he's a great guy and a great athlete but can he really play quarterback okay well so it took him till the second quarter and then things began to click coach Kelly said it really didn't start to click until North Little Rock yeah you know yeah so so with Donovan if he's going to be the starter and we think he, he could be, um, you're going to, you're going to see some reps. You're going to see some things happen. And I bet we'll see, by the time we get to conference play, he'll be in good spot.
0: Yeah. I'm again, I'm totally bummed about Sam Gregg. Everybody is it's, it's, it's awful. It sucks. The the bright side is he's not a senior, you know? And so I, I kind of, it made me think of, uh, uh, it wasn't Parker Teague. It was uh, uh, Andrew Ria, right? Was that a, a couple years ago? You know he he got hurt his junior year and then came back his senior year and 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 started and you know they had a, a great year that year. Um, so again, totally bummed about Sam Gregg. but I I'm not as concerned as you normally would be when you when you lose your number one just based on how excited and how high they've been on on. Uh, on Donovan and, and Paglianiti. So I think they're probably deeper at quarterback than really the, the Wampus cats have been since at least since I've been in the broadcast booth, you know, since 2016. I mean, it, it seems like they've really got some depth there. So, you know, some excitement there. Let's talk about the, the rest of the backfield running back. It all starts with boogie car, um, you know, had almost 500 yards rushing a year ago almost 300 yards receiving as a sophomore. And he's, he looks primed to to be the number one guy. You mentioned Lala Smith. Uh, you, you mentioned um, the running back from Texas, Jalen Chambers, that that's transferred in. Um, there was another uh, number 22, uh, I think Desmond Davidson, uh, sophomore. Uh, it seems as deep as we're talking about uh, quarterback, and I'm, I know we're going to talk about it at receiver because they're crazy deep at receiver, Seems like a running back is, is a pretty deep position for them too.
1: Yeah, I remember, uh, so I got started um, with uh, football uh, at an early age and I played Optimus football. So I've, I've had, and I love football as everybody knows, but Optimus football is a lot of fun. So I got to do the PA one year and when Boogie was in sixth grade and he played for the Jets up in the, up in the booth. And very quickly you could tell in his Jamarian car is his name. Yeah. And you, and I was calling car Jamarian Carr, right, left touchdown pass <laughs> at all. And, and so it was, it and I was like, man, this, this guy can really play. He's a really good athlete. And the back door to the, to the, <laughs> to the press box opened up and I say press box. It was a wooden box that it was up on stilts basically. And this uh, guy comes in It had to be a member of the family. And he told me, he said, um, a very polite gentleman and said, um, Hey, um, Jamarian car, he likes to go by the name boogie. <laughs> you could not have jumped any higher. I was, that's his name. It is all day. And so it became boogie car, right? Boogie car left boogie, 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 boogie. So I knew early on that boogie car was going to be special. And we've seen a lot of these guys that are special on Friday nights Start up in the Optimus Club and worked all the way through through the seventh grade program, through all the great coaches that we have at all the middle schools, uh, Coach Mal and Coach Prince at the junior high. So, these these guys have, have have made it through. And the running backs, for whatever reason, this crew of running backs is special. Lala Smith, you got to watch out for him. We know what Boogie Carr can do. Boogie is bigger. I questioned him last year if he could really get the pace of the game right. Do you remember me saying that? It's ridiculous. It is absolutely <laughs> ridiculous how I could question Boogie, but so you got Boogie Carr, Lala Smith. You got the guy from in from from Texas, um,
0: Jalen Chambers.
1: Jalen Chambers. You got you got Manny Smith. Manny Smith. Uh, well, we can talk about receivers in a little bit. I, I I I I get ahead of myself, but I believe at running back, Jamal Bethune was what such a great running back because he was a change of pace guy. He was the gap shooter, and and I know he's gone. Get ready for Lala Smith. He's, mm. This guy is fantastic at that.
0: Yeah, it's exciting. Uh, and, you know, I, you're talking about Boogie. What always excites me is when we see players on the field as sophomores, because especially at these, these skill positions, I mean, think about Bryce. Uh, Boogie last year, uh, Giovanni uh, as a sophomore, uh, Braylon Smith. When, when you see sophomores getting on the field, that's when I get really excited because you know they must be very, very good if they're being trusted to be out there as a sophomore.
1: Oh my gosh! Well, I mean, because there are some absolute beasts on defense in the seven A. I mean, they these the guys that are in the seven A on the defensive side they go to places like Arkansas, Ole Miss. Um LSU. They they these these cats are, are are really good. And so if you're just really average as a running back, you will get you'll get lost very quickly. And so we I think we just have some really good running backs.
0: All right. Let's talk about the receivers. Wes Boudreaux coming back. He was a starter last year. Uh Manny Smith in, in the uh the the other slot. And then you've got some some people that we haven't gotten to see a lot on. The varsity level. I know you've seen seen them playing JV ball last year. Lane Columns, TJ Mickens. Uh, the list goes on and on and on. I'm trying to find my notes from from when we met with Coach Kelly because he was saying they were like eight or nine deep at receiver.
1: Well, and so there is. A, this is. I mean, it's, it's excited I am is about the uh, about the running backs and the offensive line. By the way, love our offensive line. Um, the receivers are just. I, I mean, it's just we are we are weird in terms of how how much talent there is there west we saw what he could do late in the season this past season he really really started to come on i don't know if you remember that or not he was he caught a few balls early on did some good things but then boy conference play started and he was absolutely killing it towards the end of the season
0: yeah i remember we we just kept waiting for him to get in the end zone right because he was every game he was making catches he was moving the chains and I just remember when he finally did score because it was a little like the middle of the season, I think, maybe even uh, on the the second half, when he finally scored, we were both so excited because he had, he had just been putting in so much work. It was good to see him finally in the end zone.
1: Yeah, yeah. So uh, West, so West is going to be great. Talk about Lane Columns. Saw him in the JV uh, uh, games last year. Really came on towards the end of the year. And you're gonna when you see Lane, he'll stand out. He's tall. Tall kid, good speed, great hands, runs fantastic routes. He reminds me, if you watched last year, Micah Mosby. He's kind of that yeah. in that frame.
0: Yeah. Here's some other names to keep your your eyes and ears uh, poised for because it, it's crazy. Coach Kelly kept talking about all these. He just kept listing names at receiver. And I was like, these guys would be starters anywhere else. I mean, that's just how deep we are. But Clay Fisher. Uh, Rome Fields, Will Vent, uh, they keep talking about Jackson Anderson. Chris O'Neill's a name that's been thrown out there. There's just so much depth at receiver.
1: How in the world, how, how can you get on the field when you've got Lane Collins, Wes Boudreaux, you've got uh, Manny Smith, you've got Rome Fields? I mean, how are you, how are some of these younger guys going to do that? And how they do that is by being incredible athletes. So you mentioned Chris O'Neill, you mentioned, um, Uh, It was uh, Jackson Anderson, I think is the name you mentioned. Mm -hmm. There are, there are some, there's some youth there. If, if they can figure out exactly how the offense works, it's, it's not going to be anything else other than that. I mean, sometimes it takes a little while to get the speed, right? But those are elite athletes. I've watched those guys play all the way through from optimists all the way through, and they've dominated at every level. And coach Kelly believes they can dominate at this level.
0: Before we move on to the offensive line, we have got to take a moment. I don't feel like we've talked about him enough. I mean, we've said his name several times, but we've got to talk about Manny Smith, okay? Senior year, he's changed the number. So if you guys are out there and you're looking for 24, you're going to be looking a lot. He's number one now, and just what he's been able to do over the the last two seasons, and a lot of that time fighting injuries and still being able to get out there and produce. I am. I don't even know if I have the words for how excited I am for this season. If he can stay healthy, I, I truly believe that he is primed for one of the all time Wampus cat seasons. And and I'm saying that after watching uh, you know, Bryce Bohannon do it a year ago.
1: Yeah. Well, so here's the thing. I don't think that I'm going to be telling any secrets, but to anybody that would watch this prior to the game, Manny Smith is an absolute elite athlete. And you kept thinking, uh, and, and I've watched him now again. Uh, he played the same, he was at the same school as my son, Jack. They played in the seventh grade together. I watched him in Optimus and he was a difference maker then in 7th grade and I think I've told you this story but the first two times he touched the ball the first play of the season it was against Bryant in 7th grade and he took a pitch and went 70 yards for a touchdown the next mm-hmm. time he got the ball 70 yards for a touchdown and then as the season wore on it happened all the time the first play <laughs> the first play was always Manny Smith right or left and he was going the distance he did it four or five times to start a ball game in 7th grade and the coaches, I talked to Coach Lightby. I said, what, I mean, I mean, what's going on? He goes, they know it's coming, and they cannot stop it. They cannot stop it. That was in seventh grade. So, yeah, you move forward in junior high did the same thing there. You get into high school, and the first time, I think the first time he scored was against El Dorado in kind of a coming off the bench mode because we had a couple of running backs get hurt. We didn't even know if we'd seen.
0: Yeah. 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 That was, that was, a, that was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but
1: so Manny Smith, so he, this guy, um, I've watched him all summer long. It, it's football's a little bit different. And now they have kind of travel ball for football and they play these seven on sevens all summer long. If you go back, if you find a chance to, to find it either on YouTube or Twitter, watch some of Manny Smith's seven on seven. And this is, this is, this is a, a game where, you just have to get the flag. Basically. It's almost like flag. flag right. And that's, that's yeah. really kind of what it is. And they could not get his flag. Can't do Couldn't it. catch him. They could not catch him. He's just a special guy. He's a leader. Uh, he's a leader in the locker room. He's a leader on the field. He will not lose. He cannot stand to lose. And so to your point, if he stays healthy, Manny Smith could rewrite a lot of records books.
0: Can't wait. I can't wait to call his name. Can't wait to call all these receivers' names. It's gonna be gonna be so much fun. All right, let's talk about the offensive line. Um, I'm just gonna throw some names out at you. Aaron Smith, uh Maurice Moody, Nicholas Childress, Nick DeBoard, Sean Tufu. Uh the way it was described to me. I mean, Coach Fimple just glowing about about these five and finally being able to get them together. But it was a conversation with Coach Kelly. Uh, you know, he he just came out and said it. He's like, stack them up against the best in the state. I mean, he, he really feels that way. And the fact that they finally had a full off season, they are feeling really good about this offensive line.
1: Yeah. And there's not really, I mean, there's, I think Aaron, Aaron is, is pretty good size.
0: Six, six, uh, I believe is what they said.
1: <laughs> Does But, and, and so you, we have, it seems like we have one of those, like Rob Scott, big Rob, um, Jaden last Jayden, year as he yeah. switched to, to, to tackle. but, But really, we're not huge, but I can tell you, and again, I've I've followed the offensive line pretty closely for the number of years. Um, Tufu is just a junior. He started as a sophomore. Nick DeBoard is a beast. They call him Debo, and and he's an absolute beast. He got hurt in Jonesboro, tore his ACL last year, and so we lost him after the Jonesboro game. Um, He's rehabbed his rear end off. And it's back. He's a, he's, he's a defensive lineman mentality for the offensive line. Love watching him play.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that was, that was part of the reason, right. That Jaden had to make that move uh, after that injury.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Then you got Nick Childers who, who is um, at at center and he's, he's played there. He was started there last year. So he started as a junior. Um, So we have a lot of, a lot of experience on this line and, and, but here's the thing again, not the, those guys are not really big, but they move well as a team. And so the offensive line, a lot of times what it, what that is, is about, can you, can you know what your job is? Can you move together? Can you work? Can you orchestrate one another? Can you really dance? I mean, that's really kind of what it is. You don't want to run over everybody. You want to be able to dance. And uh, these guys can dance. And so I'm, I'm, I feel very comfortable. Now I don't know how deep we are. I I, I think that that you have to. Uh, hopefully we've got some folks lined up behind that. But uh, starting the starting five, I love.
0: Yeah, from the conversation we we had with with Fimple and, and Kelly a few weeks ago, it seemed like the five that they have, it, they kind of got late to them. Just you know different reasons, right? Injuries, people being out. So they feel really good about the five now. But part of when they didn't have it solidified. There were a lot of people working working in, and so it seemed like they were pretty happy with the depth that they've been able to establish there. So, you know, Colton Jackson, uh, Gavin uh, De Los Santos, those guys doing an awesome job with with the whole line. All right, let, let's move to the defense because this is where it's it's weird. It's like a combination of certainties and uncertainties, all all mixed in together. Is is how I'm feeling. Not. You know, I'm not worried that... And that may sound worse than what I really mean. It's just, we know the secondary, right? It may be a mix every week. There may be people moving around. In fact, there's some names that are moving from the secondary to linebacker or might have to move from linebacker back out to the secondary. But there's a lot of depth there, right? I mean, pretty much all four in the secondary returning starters or have starting experience. Linebacker is where... I think we have the most questions right now, um, defensive line, and then it, it seems like we're maybe going to see some changes uh, on the defensive line in terms of what we've been used to seeing the last three years.
1: Yeah, I don't want to, I don't want I don't want to spill it, but I mean, I I know that Fayetteville has seen the game film, so they kind of know what what's what's out there. But they they've made a scheme change, and it's really there's a there's there's a lot to that. Some of that is what do you have at your disposal? Where are you strong? And, um, and then trying to fit that. And it's also about who you who you're playing. I mean, I mean, my gosh, everybody uh, in the state knows how good Bryant was last year and they're going to be good again this year. And North Little Rock's going to be good and Cabot's going to be good. And so we've got, we've got, uh, and and of course we start off the season just playing at Fayetteville at Bentonville. (laughs) Um, So we don't, we're not taking any nights off. So, you, defensively, you have to kind of look and see where you, where your players are and what can they do and who you're playing against and go, all right, well, let's, let's make that fit. I mean, it's not one of those situations where you just say, this is what we're going to run. This is the defense we have. Back in the day, that's how you did it. You were a 5-4 defense. You were a 4-3 defense. You were a 3-4, and that's just how you played. You lined up and you said, okay, where do, I, where do I need to go? It's not that way. There's a lot of changing fronts now. I mean, you can say I mean, like you, Fayetteville, we can talk about Fayetteville. I mean, they—they'll their base could be, uh, they're a 3-4 base. But it, depending upon the situation, they'll put up four. Uh, they could put up five on the front. And so it really does change by, by that. But I, I do think defensively they've made some changes that it's going to allow them to use their talent a little bit better.
0: Yeah, DeMarco McKenzie, Marquis Stuckett, uh, uh, Kier- uh, Kieran Duncan, Ethan Winningham, some, some names you'll probably see on the defensive line. Maurice Freeman, Preston Proc. You're going to see them in all kinds of different places. I'm just, I'm just going to say it's going to be exciting. Uh, glad uh, Mo Freeman, he, he's got such a unique body that, I mean, he can kind of play anywhere. Uh, Preston Proc, we talked about the number change for Manny Smith. Number change alert for Preston Proc. 59 now. No more, it was 34 last year?
1: Yeah, yeah. fifty nine because um, his—I uh, mean, it's, it's such a tragic story. But his dad uh, passed away um, this summer. Uh, Robin Prock, who uh, played football at Conway, played was was an elite uh, athlete at UCA, and so Coach Fimple uh, honored him by giving him his dad's number. And so that's that's a that's a great. Um, moved by coach Fimple and, and, you know, uh, we're praying for, for the whole PROC family, uh, on that situation. Preston has, has really, I mean, he gets, he's hyper-focused at times. And so I I know that he'll have a good year. I mean, it's just gonna be one of those things, but he's, if you look at Preston, the size of him as a sophomore, he stood out and you were like, wow who's this guy? Oh, he's a sophomore. Um, so, and they're going to have him on the end mostly, but, but to your point, can play linebacker, could play and cover the pass in the flat. The guy's just really fast, really big, very good skills, good instincts. Last year, he made a lot of plays just on instinct. I mean, it was just, it was just how he's, how he, he goes. I think even though there's a lot of question marks at linebacker, Levi, um, I think we have the potential to be good there. Um, there are there's some, some folks that can really move. We're going to be moving some of our personnel around. Mm-hmm. to play, to kind of bring up into the spot there. It'll be interesting to see what they do with Ashton Waller as an example. Right. Here's a guy that, I mean, he plays safety. He's got a safety body, but the way we play our linebackers, man, he's perfect for that. Filling in the flats can, can blitz. He's a hard hitter. As you know, but got great <laughs> hands, you know, yeah. he's, he's a, he's basically a quarterback on defense. I mean, the guy can, can play any position really.
0: Yeah. Grayson Allen, another one we saw in the middle, uh, and Morlton. and then secondary. I mean, Troy Wiseman, Traylon McClure, Trey Trey Roberts. I, now, I think Trey, uh, from what I understand, has been battling a little bit of an injury. So, uh, you know, who, who knows what we're gonna see him. Oh, is he? Is he? Okay, great. That that makes me excited.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, so safety wise, I think you know you got Traylon McClure, and I went back and watched some of the. Uh, we I've been watching the cats uh, all month long, uh, watching some of the replays, and Trayland and Troy, both, and Ashton, all three played as sophomores. They were all three starters as sophomores. So they've been back there every year. I mean, Trey McClure is a ball hog. I mean, the guy can flat-out fly, has great hands, could really be playing offense. I mean, uh, they'd like to have him as a wide receiver, but he's just too valuable on the defensive side. Trey Roberts, uh, incredibly uh, uh, gifted athlete in terms of where to go, how to do it, what to play, and he's a stick. I mean, I, I, you know, I give him a hard time because I, I know him pretty well, but he's, he will absolutely light you up. He's a really nice guy, very friendly, and then will absolutely lay you out on the field. And so, which is great. But then, and then we've got a guy that we got in from, uh, from Marlton who, who could play as well. Um,
0: uh, yeah, let me, let me go find his name. I had it written down. Um, uh, last name's where I believe.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's correct. That's correct. He He's a senior.
0: JV on Yeah.
1: So he's going to play. They got a guy named Q who's going to play out there. Um, I feel last year defensively, we struggled. Uh, Let's just be honest. Let's call it what it is. I mean, uh, we gave up seven touchdowns against Cabot in the second half. Uh, That was a track meet. What a great, that's going to be on the air. I think this next week, Uh, what a great ball game because we won. Um,
0: Well, to be fair too, they couldn't stop. Anything that Price Bohannon was doing, so <laughs>
1: you you'd think at some point they'd go, "Hey, find 20. just like we struggled with uh, Hayden Schrader. Uh, let's not, let's let's not talk about that. Yeah. So anyway, so defensively, we 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 struggled last year, um, and but that was a lot of that was youth, and we knew that going in, and and so really these days the offense has the ad- advantage just about across the board. So you got to figure out a way to get a few stops don't let the big plays happen you know
0: well here's what i loved about that scrimmage was yeah obviously you're playing down a a couple classifications but moralton they're they're talented i mean it's not it's not some some scrub that you're playing but here's what i loved about it this is a team that you should handle well that you should beat you know they didn't let them score, and they they forced four turnovers in in a, in a half of football. So, uh, yeah, there's some questions about who's going to be where on any given down. That we're going to have to figure that stuff out. Uh, but obviously, they're creating just as many turnovers as they were a year ago, and that excites me.
1: Well, yeah, I, mean, I was just going to say last year that that kept us probably in a couple of ball games in terms of of getting just that greatest push over the edge. To, to win the ball game was turnovers. When we we had uh, picks and fumbles and special team play that really, I mean, we had the whole package last year. We just ran into a buzz unfortunately.
0: Yeah. All right, Adrian Mejia, sophomore kicker. How many how many times do we see somebody starting as a freshman, let alone as a kicker? I mean, you just don't. I can answer it for You
1: you, you don't. <laughs> You don't see that, and, and you might see it in, like, double-A ball, and not to knock double-A ball, but you just don't have a lot of kids that can play. You don't have big rosters. This yeah. a ninth grader, and, and you know, did he have the strongest of leg last year? No, but could he put it through the uprights consistently? Yes. So I have already seen him this year. Um, he looks different. He's a sophomore, but, boy, he's filled out. The ball is popping off of his foot much stronger than it was last year. So I'm I, I'm not worried at all about him. I think he's going to be, I think he's going to By the time he gets done, because he started as a freshman, he could be the kicking leader for, for the Wampus Cats. Oh yeah. By the time he's done.
0: Six of eight from, uh, on field goals a year ago, 59 for 61 on, on PAT. So excited to see that. Now, here's one thing that I, I don't even think I've really thought about until this moment. Um, it's another huge downside on on the Sam Gregg story is punting. I mean, Sam Gregg you talked about it all throughout the season about what he was able to do in the JV games and he was a you know really good at doing um punting from the shotgun which we saw Ben Wees uh, do quite a bit. Um, you know, that's going to be a question mark now, but I know that they're going to want to keep the offense on the field on fourth downs as much as possible. So it's gonna be something that they're gonna gonna have to figure out and you know maybe we see Ashton Waller back there sometime uh yeah I don't know
1: well so uh, so as I said before I mean he he is a quarterback background I mean in the seventh grade uh, he played quarterback I uh, played that in in uh, junior high so I mean he can absolutely handle the ball um and so that they have I don't think they had a, would have any trouble. Saying okay, get back there and and be able to and be able to run a small package as a quarterback if they get out there and try to make a decision. Um, I haven't seen I haven't seen Donovan kick. Um, I would imagine uh, that Paglianiti can kick. Uh, he yeah. is he is he is an absolute beast of a football player. He also does not look like a sophomore. Um, but but I do think you know as long as you can get it off and get it (laughs) up. I hate to say this. as long as you can get it off and get it above everybody, right. Because they have to defend the pass and defend the offense. If you can get it to roll out, it's going to be fine. So I don't think, I I do think it's a problem because Sam Gregg really could kick the ball well. Um, So until he gets back in uh, as long as he's out, um, we'll have to figure that out.
0: A few other new names uh, that you'll be seeing on the sidelines, Cameron wrote, uh, Cameron I almost said Roach Cameron Wright uh, coming from UAPV. He's going to be coaching the, the corners. Uh, was at Watson Chapel, and then Anthony Robinson, not a new name, but he's moving over to the receivers where Coach Lampy was. Coach Lampy taking over uh, the, the seventh grade program at Carl Stewart, or is it the other one? Okay, uh, yeah. So a little bit of movement there, but for the most part, this coaching staff pretty much intact from, from a year ago.
1: Yeah. And, and I, and I'll, I don't know anything about Cameron um, and, and know a little bit about Anthony. So, but I, but I know this about coach Fimple. He really does pride himself in the kinds of assistance that he has in his <laughs> coaching staff. So I trust coach Fimple in that decision. One thing about coach Lampy, I will say this coach Lampy is going to be missed at the high school level. Um, yeah. He is, he is a, a, such a great guy, but he's also a great, motivator. He's great with the young men. He's actually great with the entire staff. I mean, he's just that kind of guy, but here's what I like about it. He's going to Carl Stewart and, and they, they will be a great program because of him. And so the feeder organizations into our, our program just got better. Um, and, uh, not that Stephen Moore was doing, uh, he, he was doing a fantastic job. I'm glad that he's moving into, to being an administrator at Ellen Smith this is a great opportunity for coach Lampy to really do some good things down low.
0: Yeah, absolutely. All right. Let's look at Fayetteville. I mean, we just, we just talked for a long time about us. Let's talk a little bit about our first opponent week zero coming up this Friday, Fayetteville, a team that we came from behind and beat at home a year ago. And this is a team that a lot of, uh, a lot of missing names on the offensive side of the ball. They had a lot of senior starters a year ago. But a very talented defense uh, and got some new help coming in. Uh, what can you tell us about the Bulldogs as you've been, been doing your prep?
1: Yeah, so they are – Fayetteville's always – they had a tough year last year, but they're always going to be good. I mean, they've got, an, they've got too much talent up there to not be good. They've got a lot of good resources. Casey Dick is a really good coach. And so, I, you know, they're going to be all right. Um, down year a little bit last year, they fig- started figuring out they had a three-game win streak until – until what happened against Central in the playoffs, and so uh, when you—that's who we were going to be playing until uh, the unfortunate incident at the end of the ball game that that caused yeah, the we, ball
0: game. We were this close to traveling, traveling to Fayetteville. Yeah. Oh, I had
1: turned it off. I was in my car and turned it off. I said, "Well, okay, let's let's hook it up and go to Fayetteville and get back." And Jack goes, "Hey." Guess what? We get to stay home. And I was like, no, son, it's not that way. But anyway, so we did. So, but the quarterback though. So let's start, let's start on their offensive side. Uh, The quarterback looks to be Bladen Fike, who uh, was the quarterback towards the end of the year last year and had them really going. I mean, they, they were putting up some points. Now it wasn't against the elite of Northwest Arkansas, right? So they struggled against the teams that could really, you know, play, that that are that were the upper echelon. So they struggled a little bit there, but they've got a guy, Isaiah Satania, who is everybody's all state. Um, yeah. He signed, he committed to Oregon. Um, he, he's a track star. We held him, we held him at bay last year. I mean, he caught a couple of balls. But Levi, we really he didn't hurt us last year. That probably is not going to be the case this year. <laughs> uh, he is he's just really, he's just too good to hold down. Uh, so I expect him to do what they lost their running backs. They had two running backs that were both seniors. Um, so I've watched the game film. Um they've got some hard runners though at running back. So I don't think they're gonna to be too far off there. But they had a really good running back last year. I think his name was Ingram last year.
2: Yep. Um,
0: yep.
1: He was really good and he was, he was, he could be, he could be a problem. Um, so I I don't think they liked the way that we, we put it on them.
0: Yeah. You know, I'm I'm looking, I was looking at the, the the final stats from that game a year ago. So we held Satania to four catches for 51 yards. Um, he, and they just kind of spread it around. He, he was their leading receiver. But here's the thing that's crazy to me, right? It was 14 to nothing. Um, at the end of one, right? Well, the Wampus Cats then proceeded to score thirty-eight unanswered points. Yeah, <laughs> wild.
1: Yeah, it was, and it was, it was every way you could imagine. It was a, a great run. It
0: was the kickoff return by Bryce Bohannon.
1: But to start, we 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 right before the end of the first half, we in the second quarter. Satania fumbled a kickoff and we picked it up and ran it into the end zone for a score. And then you turn around, we get the ball back to start the second half and we take it to the house. So it was really, I mean, at that point, you just, it's, it's, uh, you got to feel bad for the Fayetteville guys, but they were just, they were just, let's get to the bus at some point in time. Right. So I think they've got that circled on the calendar. They yeah. want to get off to a better start. You know, Casey Dick is like, we're, we're going to get off to a better start. Plus we're going to go to their place. Yeah. Plus, plus it's going to be, they'll have, it's everybody's zero, zero. Nobody's worried about anything yet other than just winning. So they're going to have their crowd there. Um, I hope we travel well. Uh, we're going to be there. Um, but Absolutely. So so it's, it's hard and it's a hard place to win. It just, it, it just is. It's a hard place to win. But um, so, and we, we, we're talking about some of the talent they have. So I think offensively they're talented. They lost some offensive linemen as well. But they look they look decent against Greenwood. I don't I don't think they were showing out everything that they could show. Uh, Blyden fight can throw the ball. Uh, He's a good he's good manager of the football. So they've got some things to worry about offensively.
0: Yeah, let's talk about what we have to worry about when we're on offense because this defense they already had one of the best linebackers in the state in Caden Turner, and then now uh, poof voila magically uh, they have uh, maybe an even better linebacker.
1: <laughs> well, if you watch it, I'm not sure if, if, if how many people would go out and look at huddle or if they would go out and see, uh, check out this guy, but his name is Manny Powell. He is a, uh, for Razorback fans, you'll recognize the name. He is a commit to the Razorbacks. He's from Canton, Ohio. I think, I know it's Ohio. I think it's Canton at a really elite level of, of school there. But they had some trouble in their community, and not not them, but they had some some difficulties that were going on in their community, coaching turnover, all kinds of different things. So his mom said, let's go and go ahead and move to Fayetteville. So they moved to Fayetteville, and uh, he is, he's now their starting linebacker alongside Caden Turner, and he's only 6'2", 230. And uh, I think a four-star – I think he's a four-star in Ohio. Um, I mean, <laughs> he's number 16. So when you see number 16, you'll go, yeah, that's the guy Tim was talking about. Um, he'll stand out. Um, they, they did lose a few other people though. Levi, when you look across their defense, they lost a few people, but they're really, really fast to the ball. Now Greenwood in this scrimmage, the only game film we have is Greenwood, yeah. but green was good. And, and, and Greenwood moved the ball on them. Now again, are they showing everything? Eh, Probably not, but they got a chance to move. Their linebackers are really fast to the ball. If you if you can get them going the wrong way, if you can do a little misdirection, maybe a little eye candy across, maybe you you you, you can you can get them there. Um, but their end um, is uh, number twenty four, and I think he played last year, Levi. And I'm trying to remember. Um,
0: well, their their whole defensive line, at least what we had projected last year, were were seniors. Um but twenty-four for them a year ago was uh either Josh Thurman or Cross Garner. i
1: have to there's no sound and so I'll have to see, but I will tell you this. I was very impressed by number twenty-four on the defensive end. They they are tough from the outside. Where they got mm-hmm. pressure to Greenwood was from the outside. Now it left some things in the middle, but, but, that but they're thinking, okay, we're going to force you to go to the middle and you'll run right into Caden Turner and, and Manny Powell. Yeah. Um, so you've got to figure out some pops. you got to get them either out of the middle, but you've got to protect on the outside. And the thing is going to be for Donovan. If he starts again, I think he's the starter is, can they, can he get rid of the ball in time? Can he, can he make the right decisions? You can make a mistake against these guys and they're going to take it to the house.
0: Yeah. I didn't think it was possible for me to be more excited. Tim.
1: Well, I'm super excited, but I'm, I'm nervous as all get out. Um, I want us to win. We don't have to win this ball game. I know that deep down. I know that because it's not a conference game. I mean, everybody plays non-conference games, but I really want us to get get, get going well. And I think it would be really good for, for our quarterback situation if we could win right. this first one. Then we get to turn and go back up to Bentonville, and I don't know. Um, they recruit well there. So,
0: All right. Well, hey, you can watch this matchup. We're going to be there. Tim's already said it. We'll be there live. We're making the trip for you. If you can come, come. We want you there. But if you can't come, Channel 5, Channel 585 on Conway Corp. You can watch it on YouTube as well. We'll be there live, and pregame coverage starts at 630. Man, pretty pumped. Here we go. Time now for this week's Meet the Cats segment. And I definitely came up with that name all on my own. I've, I've, it's, it's original. Never heard of Meet the Cats anywhere else. Uh, joining us now is volleyball head coach Laura Crow. And Coach Crow, welcome to Six Legs. Thanks, Levi. So, Coach, I know the season hasn't officially jumped off uh, in a proper way yet. You had your jamboree this past week, but... Just tell us what's happened so far and kind of get us caught up on, on what's going on with the, the start of the season.
2: Well, this year has already been uh, quite a bit different than last year. If we're comparing years uh, as we started out last year, um, of course with COVID and everything um, we were able to have our blue white scrimmage, our seventh grade teams weren't able to play. Uh, we did introduce them um, and the rest of the teams were able to scrimmage. So this year, um, when we had our Blue right scrimmage at the Volleyball Showcase, all the teams were able to scrimmage, and seeing the arena with people in it again, um, I know it just it, it made me as a coach feel happy, and I know it had made the, you know, the girls feel really excited and happy about the season, and so uh, this past week, we had our jamboree. Uh, we had Greenbrier, Bologna, and Cabot there. Uh, we didn't play Cabot, and Greenbrier didn't play Bologna because we're in the same conferences, so uh, we just played two sets against Greenbrier, uh, two sets against Felonia, And then our uh, two team played one set against um, Cabot's uh, two teams. So because uh, they they hadn't seen each other yet. And, um, you know, we thought that that would be a good uh, matchup for our younger uh, crew. Um, and they did really well. Um, and so I'll say our kids did really well. Um, the Greenbrier. Um, Two sets were pretty tight. Um, They have some really good hitters, really good offensive players, um, which was great for us. Their tempo uh, of their offense is pretty fast. Um, So that kind of gave our blockers a little test. Um, Love that. Um, And somehow we ended up pulling out in that first set against Greenbrier. Um, they, they kind of had us there at at the beginning, um, and we were able to win the second set and then against Valonia, um, they've gotten a lot better. They have a pretty salty, uh, lefty on the right side. And, um, she, she, she brought it offensively to us a little bit, but our kids were able to adjust and make some defensive changes and, and pick our balls up. And, uh, we were able to, to pull out those two sets. So, um. You know, we have 27 girls on the team, which is one of the largest teams we have had in a while. Um, And so we are trying to add some sophomore or we call them JVB matches. So those kids have a chance to play, uh, get some experience on the court this year um, against teams that have large teams like we do. Um, So um, looking forward to that but our bench is deep and we have some really good players this year so i am uh super excited and i know the girls are about kicking it off this week so
0: well i'm excited too just hearing you talk about it i i'll i'm a, i'm going to jump in with one more question and i'll let let tim jump in too but i came to meet the cats a few weeks ago and you know this was my first time to to see the team obviously i guess it's most people's first time but uh, you talked about how things feel a little bit normal this, more normal this year, and I imagine meet the cats was a, a perfect example of that. But how are you feeling overall, just about your team in general, and 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 what you what you've got?
2: Well, uh, we have some seniors; several of them have seen a significant playing time in the last two years prior to this year, um, so they have a lot of uh, varsity court experience, which I think is going to be. Um, beneficial to us this season um you know we had uh, three of them that have started for us as sophomores um that, that's kind of unheard of that doesn't happen very often so um but they are very good players um bring a lot of good leadership to the court um i've had parents of some of the younger players um tell me I just want you to know how good the seniors are being to the girls they've really kind of welcomed them in um they're encouraging them on the court Um, you know players that play certain positions and if there's a younger player and they know some tips and secrets to that position um you know they're kind of uh, showing them the ropes and that makes me super proud of that senior class um that that we have. Um, Our juniors are very, very strong and and our sophomore class is very strong. And and that is why we have such a large number of girls on the team is that the talent is really, really good. And so, um, and they work hard every day. Um, We've had some fun practices. um, We've had some hard practices and, and they keep pushing. And every time we get a chance to play another team, we talk about things that we need to work on things that we need to get better at, um, you know, what what can we do to get where we need to be? And our goal is to be where we need to be at the end of October, um, you know, and, and try to get some, as many wins, you know, along the way as we can. Um, but, but overall, you know, I mean, they have some high goals and, um, you know, it's just going to be figuring out uh, who the best – six are on the court at that time and, and what's going to work best for us. So we tried a lot of different combinations.
1: I try, I try not to have a favorite player
2: every year. <laughs> I try, I
1: try real hard. And, and so, but last year, um, Abby Masters was such a vocal leader. She was just a lot of energy. She brought a lot of energy. She was a very good player as well, but you could tell that she really, even when she was on the sidelines and the rotation out, but when she was on the court, she was really kind of, I, I don't know if she was your leader of the team, but she seemed to be that who, who plays that role for you this year. I know you got a lot of seniors and, and junior leaders out there, but who's, who's kind of that person. Do you have the person? Fiery one. <laughs> yeah, the fiery one. Yeah. The fire one.
2: Yeah. You know, I, I don't know that there is another Abby. I mean, Abby just, her heart bled blue all the time, whether she was on the court off the court, uh, I think she probably cheered more while she was on the bench, um, looking at some of the pictures I've seen of her, uh over there. Um, but I know a lot of times our team sends, uh, t- tends to feed off of Kennedy Warrick, and she's pretty fiery out there and feisty. And um, to you know, I always tell Kennedy, I'm you know, to be your height and and to be all state. You know, as a hitter, I said tells me something about your personality because that doesn't happen very often especially at the 6a level so um she's pretty feisty you know got a great vertical um she gets fired up and she she plays hard all the time um when when she comes off of the court you know she reminds me of a player I coached a long time ago she just you know she's leaving it all on the court um and so um you know, I'm looking for some big things from her this year
1: as a leader. Yeah, she's she's an interesting uh, one to watch because she, uh, like you said, I mean, she's she's short for the position she plays, mm-hmm. but she gets off the floor so well. Yeah. But she, when she when she gets blocked or she she uh, hits hits it out, um, you can tell the frustration that she has and how she's gonna bring it to on the next swing that she gets. But then, likewise, if she gets on a roll, she's also going to bring the next one. So it's like every play, she brings something every play. So she's just to your point, she's fun.
2: Yes, yeah, yes. And, I, and and you know, I mean, she's probably the most fiery one. Our other seniors, some of them are more quiet leaders. Um, they're quiet encouragers. Um, they they do a great job. Um, they get fired up every now and then, um, you know. But I, as far as like uh, what the team feeds off of energy wise. You know, yeah. Kenny would be there, but all all the girls contribute something. So I don't want them to feel like oh, they, oh, no, no. they they're not. No, I mean, Madison. They absolutely are. <laughs> yeah. So Ma-
1: Madison uh, in the middle, Olivia. Uh, on her serves are fantastic. Is, is who's your setter? Who's your main setter this year?
2: That's a good question. Um, Right now, it is between Kinley Jordan and Frazier, and Olivia Um, uh, And uh, you know, we're t- we're kind of looking at stats, looking at who. Um, you know, is playing the best defense where we're getting the most points out of the rotation um, that they're in right now, trying to make some decisions using some numbers. They all three work extremely hard. They're, they're all really smart girls on the court. Um, you know, I remember a long time ago having a discussion with one of my assistant coaches and we were discussing the center position, which is kind of like the quarterback position or the point guard position, you know, in basketball. Uh, but You know, we were talking about, you know, just certain players, this and that, and and just being a smaller setter and and one of the setters that we had. And I said, but the team just plays better when she's on the court. Like if you look at the numbers and the points that we get in the rotations that she's in there, the team just plays better. And so I think we're going to have to get a few matches under our belt before um, decisions are made there. Um, you know, we've got some good pre-conference matches that we'll be able to look at stats and things like that for those three girls, Um, you know, and, and who's to say, you know, it's like I always tell them in practice, you know, uh, you can beat anybody out guys, you know, it's not, it's not your position for the whole year. So it, you know, uh, it might be your position for right now, but uh, who knows what's going to happen. So,
1: so who's, who's the strength? You you talked about the competition that, that you have, and it seems like, it's a little bit like some of the other sports as well, where the power shifts from Northwest Arkansas to Central Arkansas and then back and forth. You've got Southside that's always tough and, and mm-hmm. a couple of the other teams. Who's the power? Uh, where's the, the strength in your schedule in the conference? Where do you think it is this year?
2: In the Central Conference? In mm-hmm. yeah, Central. Um, uh, North Little Rock always brings it to us every time we, we play them. Um, that's always a battle um we played cabot at team camp a few weeks ago and they actually beat us um you know in 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 the past few years cabot has really taken off Anna's has done a great job there um coaching them and they've gotten some players that are real involved are playing you around volleyball playing club volleyball in the spring and you can tell in their program um what's going on there with the, with that team. I mean, they're just growing and, and learning the game more. Um, so, so that'll be, uh, that'll be a good game. And we actually um, play them and let's see, I think it's, I read it down two two weeks, three weeks. We'll open conference with Little Rock Southwest on a Thursday. Yeah. So it's, we have two weeks to prepare and we're going to Bentonville this weekend. That'll be helpful to us oh. so, to see some teams up there.
1: Do you get to play? Are there any tournaments, pre, preseason tournaments at all this year?
2: Well, yeah, this Friday we'll leave to go to Bentonville, um, and we play all day Saturday. Oh, do you? Okay. Um, yeah, so um, there will be some good teams there from out of state. The Blue Springs South, um, they're really good from uh, Kansas City. Um, then Greenwood, obviously, they were the champs last year in 5A. And Rogers. they're all in our pool. Uh, for that tournament so I always like going up there because harbors at that tournament of course you can see Bentonville, Bentonville west um north La rock will actually be there so we'll get scout them if we don't get to play them um before we we see them in conference um who else was there and did i mention harbor mm-hmm. yeah and so harbor's always kind of a powerhouse there and then uh next tuesday we'll um head to a week from tomorrow we'll head to Fayetteville And play up there and from what you know everybody's talking about uh who's graduated who and um things like that um they're saying Fayetteville is going to be pretty good this year so we're we're anxious to go play that game and kind of see see what they have so
1: gotcha well it's always I was going to say Levi it's it's always intense I'm not sure how many volleyball games you've 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 seen but last year I got to do it PA from the from up top it was not a place that I really liked to be because if you, and, and I encourage people to come out and watch volleyball because you, you, you think, well, football's intense. It's, you know, basketball's up and down the court. If, if you get a good rally in volleyball there's nothing like it and, and uh, being courtside again this year, doing the PA is going to be so much fun for me because I get to see coach Crow and coach face do their, do their thing because, um, there's probably not a set of more intense people on the court than coach Kerr and coach face. And I can tell you personally, it's a good, it's a good game.
2: Well, we yeah. like having you court side. Well,
1: Hey, I was uh UCA from
0: 2006 to 2010. And the sugar bears were on such a run during those four years. And then obviously continued on. They've had so much success the last, more than a decade and it was probably my most favorite thing to do I mean I loved going and watching the Bears play football and baseball and basketball all that stuff but man watching volleyball in the Prince Center was just one of my favorite things to do in college and um, one of the reasons I'm excited to start this show is just getting more exposure to other sports uh, here at Conway High so I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna be watching some more volleyball this year for sure awesome awesome
2: it's fun. Yeah. And, and the girls are good. I, you know, I tell them that all the time, you know, I
0: wish, I wish more people would, uh, come,
2: come out and come to our games. You know, when when I first started at Conway, it's been a long time ago. Um, you know, we played in the old gym, uh, which is, uh, hot in August. And we, I mean <laughs> it's such a good little playing atmosphere though, kind of like the Prince center, um, you know, and it's, it's very intimidating to teams that come in, um, but now we're used to the air conditioning in the arena. <laughs> <laughs> and that's kind of nice. Um, but we we did have a little a good little crowd the other night at the Jamboree, and uh, they were a lot of fun. Uh, I know the girls probably enjoyed having them there. and Bologna brought a little student section with them. So it was pretty loud in there uh, and exciting. so First game
1: is first game is Tuesday against two.
2: We go to Russellville Tuesday, to
1: Russell. and then mm-hmm. Thursday's for your first home game and who you play.
2: We play Benton at home, and uh, we played Benton at camp, and it was kind of like that set with Greenbrier. I don't know how we pulled it out at the end, but we did. They have some awesome hitters on their team. That will be a great match to come watch at home. So I would encourage anybody to come out that night. You uh, definitely will get to see some good volleyball.
0: I agree. Yeah, all you Lady Cap fans watching or listening to this Thursday Benton, be there. Coach Crow, Coach Crow, thank you so much for joining us.
2: Thank you, guys. I appreciate you guys, Levi
0: and Tim. Y'all are awesome. Thanks, Coach. Before we close out this week's episode of Six Legs, we're going to have a little bit of fun here with a segment I like to call Fill in the Blank. So this is how it works, Tim. We're going to make a statement. Okay. And there's going to be a blank.
1: (laughs) Okay. So 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 far it makes sense to me, by the way. (laughs)
0: all right that's it pretty simple three three statements three statements fill in the blank no multiple choice all right all right the first one and i'll let you go first okay okay the the better running back nickname is
1: boogie car
0: yeah you got two options here right
1: it's boogie or who or lala no okay boogie uh, now I love Lala. Don't get me wrong; he's gonna be fun. You're gonna get to hear him a lot. Boogie car. I told my story. I love the boogie car story. I can-
0: Yeah. Oh man, it's a pretty good one. It's pretty good, and I, I, I would probably agree. But come on, Lala. It sounds like it, it's got like lullaby rings to it. You know, I can just see him, the big bruiser, rocking, rocking people to sleep. Yeah. No. And then just smashing them. Well, he's not going to rock him to sleep. He may knock him to sleep. Knock him to sleep. Can
1: absolutely go. I love me some Lala, but I got to go with Boogie.
0: <laughs> okay. All right. I want to learn basketball skills from Blank. Now, we've we mentioned at the top of the show, got a basketball skills clinic coming up between two Lady Cat greats. I would I would like to learn basketball skills from
1: do I get to say first again?
0: Yes, you go first.
1: Alexis Toll-Free. I'll tell you why. She, Her range is somewhere, somewhere when she walks on the court. She can let it go from anywhere on the court. I want to be able to do that. I want to walk up. I want to walk just inside the out-of-bounds line and be able to let it fly like her. She's fantastic. Get rid of the ball.
0: Listen, I totally get it because everyone wants to be Steph Curry, right? <laughs> Who doesn't? Just shoot the ball. Who doesn't want to be Steph Curry? Uh, you know, but but Jordan. But I want to be an assassin like Jordan Danbury. I want to be Chris Paul out there, you know, getting in the lanes, kicking it out, distributing. I mean, there's really no wrong answer here. Seriously, if you haven't signed up for this this camp coming up, it's on the 29th. Uh, please do. I mean, this is insane. It's it's just absolutely. Insane. All right, last one. And I'll I'll go, oh man, I've, I wish I would have thought about this. I'll go first. I'm going to make myself answer on the spot. The first Conway touchdown is scored by blank. Now you said you already had one, so this could be dangerous with me going first. Yeah, yeah. I really, hmm, I really have a feeling. It, it, the easy answer is to go on offense, right? I mean, come on. But, man, I've got a feeling about Ashton Waller, man. You, you talked about it earlier. I'm going defense here. Ball Hawk, they forced four turnovers against Moralton. And Ashton Waller, he, what did he end up with, like three, four picks last year? Maybe it yeah, was six, I don't least, remember.
1: At least, yeah.
0: I got a feeling, I feel like I've called this before, an Ashton Waller an interception, and he just couldn't quite close the deal. I, I want to get there. I want to get there. I'm going defense. Yeah.
1: See, so so just so you know, I was going to go with trailing McClure.
0: Oh, okay. See, yep.
1: So 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 here we are with one of one of the most high powered offenses in the state. <laughs> We're both going to go with defense. Well, so let me. I love trailing uh, McClure to pick six, but I will tell you, if if everything is right in the world, it's Manny Smith. Manny
0: Smith, no doubt.
1: Manny Smith no doubt. from about sixty. Making about seven guys miss Manny Smith. I'm going to go Manny Smith.
0: That will make my heart happy. But I got to say, we're on to something. If we both have a feeling it's, it's going to be a defensive uh, touchdown, I, I, like, I like where that's headed. Now, hopefully, we don't go down 14 nothing in the first quarter. No. Yeah. But if we, if we do, then we're probably going to score 38 unanswered points. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh, that's going to do it for fill-in-the-blank. Uh, before we head out this week, let's go ahead and look at the week ahead. A lot of big things happening for your Wampus Cats and Lady Cats this week. Starting with volleyball tonight at Russellville. And then on Thursday, volleyball back in action again, playing host to Benton. Tim Roach will be there doing the PA. Uh, other, some other big things on, on Thursday. Tennis at Van Buren, both teams. Uh, got some seventh grade football. Uh, junior high volleyball going on and then of course friday it's a it's a it's the show on friday no other events (laughs) your wampus cats heading to Fayetteville to open the 2021 football season
1: pack your cooler get in the car and drive up there but you can watch us on youtube while you're at the game
0: yeah absolutely hey if you are driving up and you're gonna make a weekend of it which it just so happens that's what my family's going to be doing. uh Saturday, go check out volleyball in the the Benville tournament because there's going to be some some good stuff going on in in that neck of the woods. All right, let's close out the show, Tim, with what I would like to call our parting shots. So, one big thought for the week ahead. I got to imagine it probably has to do with that lemon shaped ball.
1: the lemon shaped ball Fayetteville Conway powerhouses go Wampus cats we're gonna
0: win yeah yeah party shot. it's gotta be football I mean I'm excited I feel like I should be really nervous in this situation with you know with what's going on with that quarterback uh but I gotta say what I saw in meet the cats what I saw at Moralton you know, I again I hate that this happened for for Greg, uh, but I'm excited for the skill set that Donovan brings to the table, and it's really going to come down to that run game, man. If they can give uh, him some relief and, and that offensive line can give him some time, I think he's going to make some good decisions. And he got so many weapons. Defense, just just eliminate the big play. So, Fayetteville. Let's go. Here we go, man. Here we go. Let's go. Oh, wow. Hey, that's going to do it for this week's Six Legs. Remember, if you like what you you saw and heard today and you want to support this type of local content, please, please go to patreon.com six legs and contribute directly if you can. Uh, There's a few different tier options on there, including the ability to interact directly with the show. So if you want to submit comments, questions, concerns, whatever it may be, uh, you can do that through there. Some other stuff on there as well um please if if you can't contribute that's okay we still like you too uh but please you know subscribe rate it share it with other wampus cat fans in your life because we had a good time doing this we want you to get in a get in on it as well so tim thank you sir i'm doing it sir until next week go cat.